All right, everyone. Today's a little bit of a different intro. It's not the standard one that you're used to. I just happened to free flow into the mic while waiting for our guest to arrive. So no ads today, aside from giving you the links. If you're a coach, you've got to go check out 343coaching.com. And if you're a parent of a player, you've got to go to 343masterclass.com. Here we go. Here chilling. It's 3.43 p.m. Waiting for Jonathan Cummings, a long time 3.43 member to come on board. And I'm really excited to have this conversation. He reached out via email regarding a player that he currently has and has been training for quite a while and is curious about maybe receiving some feedback or some thoughts with respect to what advice he can give the player and the player's family with respect to what are the next steps to take and how to navigate this whole soccer thing. The kid is, I think, currently 10 or 11 years of age. So I don't know, before Jonathan jumps on board, I'm just recording here some of my preliminary thoughts. He sent a video over that was seven minutes long. I watched the video. The kid certainly does have some foundational tools at his disposal that I think enables the player to have significant potential for the future. What does that mean? No idea. I don't know if that means being a professional, and there are certainly different degrees of being a professional. There is a World Cup caliber professional. There's a Champions League professional. There is a non-Champions League professional, but still in Europe. There is a top five league potential. There is a non-top five league, but still in Europe potential. There is et cetera, et cetera. You see what I'm getting at here. There's, of course, MLS lower in the pecking order, of course. There's the USL, the second division here in the United States. So there's a huge spectrum of the professional game, as we all know, of course. And then there's college soccer, if you choose to go down that path also. But, you know, that's definitely not a path one should seriously consider if you want to be a professional soccer player. But we'll see what Jonathan has to say. We'll see what the objectives of the family actually are. And based on those objectives is, you know, a different course of action might be in order. So yeah, uh, 3.46 p.m. at the moment. Uh, still waiting for Jonathan to come online here. We had kind of settled in at a 3.45 p.m. chat online over a Zoom type interface. This is the first time I'm speaking to Jonathan ever. So while I wait here, why don't I do the dumbest thing ever and open up a Twitter window, see what's going on Twitter. This is not, definitely not advisable, young kids out there, but I'm a glutton for punishment, so why not crack open this window and see what silliness is transpiring there, especially when we're talking about American soccer. Good Lord, it's a disaster. Very, very few people, if you haven't gotten my gist yet, very, very few people have a semblance of an understanding what's going on in the American soccer game here. Cool. Jonathan just sent me a, a message that he'll be on in a minute. He's got to use the Chrome browser to make this thing work, apparently. By the way, it's November 18, 2022, just a couple days here away from the start of the 2022 World Cup. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, I'm heavily invested emotionally in Argentina. Next up, I'm probably emotionally invested in the United States, although for two very different reasons. I want Argentina to be wildly successful. And of course, that means winning the World Cup. And I want the United States to crash and burn in the worst fiery explosion ever. And that might sound strange to a lot of people out there because I was born and raised here in the United States. I really care a lot about my country, this country in particular. And so even though it might sound at odds that I want them to crash and burn hard, it really isn't. See, the reasoning is I want the United States to do extremely well in soccer, in football, uh, generally speaking, and, but not just on the sporting side. I want it to be doing extremely well on the non-sporting side. So what do I mean by that? I mean have a domestic ecosystem that is set up so that everybody can participate and has equal opportunity to participate and merit their way to whatever level their potential enables them uh, to merit to. Currently, we don't have that. Currently, we have a system set in place where a 
small minority of people get to fully reap the benefits of the football ecosystem in the United States and everybody else is on the outside looking in. And there is a gatekeeper system that approves or disapproves of particular groups and people, uh, whether they can also benefit from the ecosystem or not. They literally pick and choose winners and losers in the marketplace. And that is a moral wrong. And the only way that we have, I think, a good chance of changing the way that the system operates is through failure. We need to have massive failure after failure after failure after failure on the sporting front so that the common folk and the public and the laymen can look at that and say, something's got to give. And at the moment, there is this sort of uh, bipolar culture clash going on or culture clash between two parties. One party is the establishment party, which is this minority of people that get to benefit from the ecosystem. And the other party is on the outside looking in. And the battleground really is about whether the ecosystem is open or closed as it currently stands. So if the voice of those who want equal opportunity is to be amplified, the establishment cannot have successes. They need to have repeated failures. So there you have it. Insofar as all the other countries are concerned, I need to place some bets to get me more excited about the outcomes of those games. Hello, hello. Hey, it was tough. Sorry, man. No, I you're good. Emails about Zoom, but I just realized I could like uh, copy paste the link you sent me into Chrome. When I was clicking it, it was wanting to keep taking me back to Safari. So it was just weird. Got you. Welcome, man. Uh, great to see you. Great to meet you for the very first time. This is amazing. Yeah, man. I've been following you guys forever, man. I literally, my initial journey was with my boys playing. And I'm like, all right, I'm putting them in AYSO. And literally AYSO, I was like Googling possession soccer forever. And I came across probably six years ago, one of your guys' blogs. And I was like, oh, finally, someone is saying something, man. I mean, there was literally six years ago, bro. I mean, you know this better than I do. There was nothing out there, man. Yeah. And I'll just say really, really quick. I won't take long. I grew up in Chicago area here. And I went to Spain for the first time in 2008. Okay. And I landed in Madrid the day after they won the Euro Cup. And I was, I'm 5'8". I was a little player, a little technical player that never was playing the way I wanted to play when I was in high school. And uh, I landed in Spain. And because, you know, growing up for me, I mean, I think you know this because you grew up in the States, I think. Yeah. Um, like, I'm, I was born in 81. We had no access to European soccer on TV. You know, it yeah. was just Mexican soccer. That was it. And my dad's Mexican. But uh, when I went to Spain and I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, like, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. And so, like, ever since 2008, it was like, I found Jesus, man. It was like, when I had my own kids, I was like, we got to figure out whatever Spain was doing. And then I figured out it was kind of sourced in Barcelona and all that stuff. And then I uh, got connected with you guys, you know, super randomly, man. Literally just Googling and found the YouTube clip and all that stuff, right, man. So, right. There's no going back once you see it, right? Like once you see it, there's just no going back. You cannot be convinced. Oh, you know what? Nah, like I'm wrong or not. No, totally, man. hundred percent. And so like, I didn't grow up with my biological dad who was Mexican and I grew up with my mom and her husband who was white, both white. And so there was just like, when I moved, I live in Oak Park, which is right outside the city of Chicago, like the first suburb outside of Chicago. And it was like, I got super connected with the Mexican community, soccer community in Chicago. It was just like, you know, it's just so meaningful for me, you know, not growing up with the Mexican community. And I, to this day, I'm still super connected with them. And yeah, and then obviously, as you know, Mexican soccer is not Spanish soccer. It's got its own issues. But like this World Cup, I've got my DNA is primarily like, you know, Danish, Euro, French, German, and Mexican. But it's like people ask me who I cheer for. I'm like, I mean, obviously I want U.S. to do well. Mm -hmm. um, I want Mexico to do well. But like when I'm happy... Yeah. I'm watching Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, because it's like your philosophy. It's part of your core being. Like if, if they win, it's kind of a referendum on your philosophy and, and what you believe in, right? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. if they lose, then 
people who oppose this way of viewing the game have a louder voice, you know, and they say, ah, see, that's not how to do things. And then all of a sudden it makes my life miserable. So yeah, I totally understand that, man. Well, it's interesting, like with this, so I'm kind of all over the place because, you know, I work at a church and so I do that full time, but I'm also coaching all over the place on the side. And so I'm also coaching at the local high school. And like my, my son is a senior and just finished his senior season. Well, when he was like in eighth grade, I was like, yeah, we're not going to play high school. We got to figure out something else. And I went and watched the team and it was like, whoa, okay. Like what's going on here? Like it was clunky, but it was like clearly had an identity and trying to possess the ball and dominate the ball. And so I ended up connecting with that coach and ended up being one of his assistants and have been his assistant for the last four or five years. And that's what we tell the boys all the time is like, you have an opportunity to show this like random Chicago community like actually enjoy it. Like people from our church come to the games knowing no player on the team other than my son, you know, but it's not their kids. They're coming because they're like, man, you guys are fun to watch, you know? And my mom, I went to watch a D3 game with my mom and one of my sons. It was a playoff game and it was local. And we're just, you know, we watch whatever. And my mom, who has no soccer knowledge other than just watching the teams I've coached play. And she watched this like high level, T3 right. team play. And she's like, hey, Johnny, she's like, um, I, this is weird to say, but like your high school team was more fun to watch than this team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mom. I'm like, that's it. Like you're getting it, you know? So anyway. Totally. But, I mean, uh, I, I tend to think like even the lay person, I don't think of that in a derogatory sense at all. No, no, I, no Kind no. of like, you know what? is good and isn't good. It, it still baffles my mind when, and forgive me, I'm generalizing, but when the English or the American are saying, I don't know, you know what they're saying. Oh, you gotta yes. be direct or vertical or yeah. like, who cares about this possession thing? There's no end product. Or when Anthony, the Brazilian on the sideline does a nice little pirouette or whatever. It's like, oh, <laughs> what did you do that for? Completely useless. What yeah. did it lead to? Like they, they don't get it. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so strange, yeah. man. I think it goes to show when like the indoctrination that each one of us has or gets like really programs us. So Dude. like a robot, like a computer, right. Is programmed. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah, whatever it is that we consume, whatever media we consume programs us. And then all of a yeah, sudden yeah. it's hard to escape the programming. It's yeah, the only yeah, explanation yeah. I've got. Yeah. I could go on forever, man. Sure. And you guys have been such a gift, honestly, if we've been in, you know, the premier premium coaching plan for at least, I don't know, whatever, five or six years we've been in it. And we tried it out everywhere. We tried it with high school kids. I've tried it out with five-year-olds. I've tried it out with, you know, like literally everything in between and my own boys who are 18 and 16 now. The kind of the occasion for the email, a buddy of mine, he's the head coach of the high school team, but then he's got a, his kid is this kid, Owen. Okay. And so we started literally like when Owen's whatever, 10 or 11 now, and probably when they were like six, we started like, hey, let's just, you know, the clubs aren't going to teach them receiving across their body. They're going to see, you know, all the kind of rondo, very specific details. Mm -hmm. Like I watch coaches try to do rondos now because they watch probably, they probably watch your videos yeah. and they're trying to do rondos and it's a mess, bro. Yeah. It's like, there's details that if you don't harp on the details, every single training, like they're not going to stick with it and they're going to get bored with it. But it's not about because they're bored. It's because you're not inspiring them, you know? Yeah. And so me and this guy, Jason, uh, Owen's dad, started doing the clinics for Owen's age. So all of a sudden we're like, you know, talent breeds talent. Owen's a baller, right? Yeah. And so all the kids want to start playing with him. And so like, well, let's put this, this team in tournaments. So what can we do? And if we found out we can register as an Illinois youth soccer tournament team, under triad soccer and get all of our own player cards. So we're not having to go to fire and all these other clubs to get the player card. So we did some local tournament and we did, I mean, it wasn't even a competition and we're playing soccer's right. We're playing soccer's top team in the same age group that we're training these kids with. And it's like at halftime, we're like, Hey, you go throw an extra player on the field if you want, yeah. you know, I mean, we're just absolutely dominated. So then finally we took them uh, to Copareados which is a decent tournament. It's not high, high level, but it's decent. And uh, we won that. It was good competition. But the other day, it was, I mean, we won by a goal differential of 
you know, probably 20 plus goals. Uh, not really that challenged. And all we're doing is Sunday nights doing rondos and choreography. That's literally it. Because these kids are going to their clubs the rest of their week. And mm. when they play with their clubs, they look like trash. Yeah. They look yeah. like, abs- and we're talking like the top Mexican clubs, San Antonio. We're talking Chicago Fire. We're talking all the top clubs in the area. And these, these kids are studs all over. But the parents know when they come play with us with a specific goal and philosophy, it just looks and feels different. Yeah. And not only, I mean, to what we were saying earlier, it's more enjoyable. Yeah. Like there's something fun about it and there's like an energy about it. So finally, we're like, I don't know if we're getting the service cup. We're some, you know, ah, gosh, out. Sure. So, but because we'd won Copa Rayalos and we'd won a couple of local Chicago tournaments, they let us in. And, uh, and we won again by, I mean, we beat all the Albions and Legends and all these top clubs that have all these resources. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, you'd laugh if you saw like what we're doing, man. Yes. And we got a couple of cones and some pennies and we just dominated them. And it's like, you know, and so we won Surf Stop. And so coming back from that, part of what we've realized is like, how do, like, this team is great, but the reality is, only one or two of these kids are special. And I think Zolan's one of them. So I told Jason, I kind of want to put my time with, I've got a senior that just finished his senior season and he's not looking to do more. Very, very technical, good player, but just ready to like, he just wants to play in the local Mexican leagues and have fun. But my sophomore son is like, man, I need to keep just pushing, man. Like I want to go back to the Mexican teams I used to coach with. So I'm back with the Mexican clubs coaching after the high school season and really putting my time in that. And I'm like, Jason, man, I don't know if I have time to pull together this 2012 team back together. But I said, Owen, we got to figure out what to do for him, you know? So when Asserv Scott, LA Galaxy, I don't even know who the dude was, I reached out to Owen. They brought him there. They took him in the training room. They like rolled out the red carpet for him, you know? I mean, I know the LA Galaxy history you guys have. Sure. So like, I, I mean, you know more than I do about what that means and whatever that is. Uh, but they wanted him and they're like, anytime he'll come play a tournament with us, whatever it is, we want him, you know. But they're both high school. They're a high school teacher and elementary teacher. So it's like, we're not going to necessarily move to LA, but we're like totally dissatisfied with Chicago Fire. And I don't know if you know, Chicago Fire just fired their uh, academy director, the guy that was from PSG. Mm. Oh, I forget his name. But so I think Jason... I'm kind of pushing Jason, like, we got to feel like you're settling for fire. But I think this kid has more potential, man. Like, I've never honestly, genuinely seen a kid that, like, would get up at 6 a.m. and just, like, do shit, like, juggle and pass the ball off the wall in the basement. I mean, like, he just has a unique, unique drive, like, literally. And I'm not trying to say he's Jordan, you know, and Magic Johnson and all these guys. But it's like, it's the kind of thing when you hear the stories of Jordan, like just like after hours, just, you know, shooting, 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 shooting. I mean, that's his kid, man. He just has an insane personal drive at 11 years old that I just haven't seen. And so I like want to just figure out like, what do I, I mean, I guess I'd be interested in anything you have to say, you know, do yeah. we just like, do we try to double down on this 2012 group? Obviously, as you know, with parents, it's so complicated. So part of me just wants to, with my buddy Jason, be like, how do we, like, can we get this kid seen in other countries and other, I don't even know. Because to me, it's like, honestly, I really genuinely think if you threw him in with the top clubs around the world at 11 years old, I think they'd probably hang. Now, when you get to like 14, 15, 16, it's a different ball game. So what I'm concerned is he's just going to ride the Chicago fire wave and at 18 years old just be a top d1 player when this kid i think could do more right you know and so that was kind of finally when i finally reached out to you i'm like i don't even know if you have the answers or not yeah and i know you've with all these guys and uh alex which kills me that they're not in the men's program and kills me kills me kills me and richie even like those guys i know you've helped kind of navigate europe with those kids so it's like i feel like this kid and you saw his video man he just has some stuff that it's hard to find, you know? Yeah. No. So, well, first off, thanks for reaching out, man. It kind of honestly makes me like when you have a business, obviously there's highs and lows, right? There's, oh man, we're doing, we're doing great. We're helping out all these people, you know? And then there's tremendous lows also where, you know, life happens, things happen and you yeah. start saying to yourself, what am I doing? 
with myself? Why am I spending four hours a day answering all these emails? They're the same sort of emails. Like, you know what I mean? Just you, it ebbs and flows, right? It's like, how can I figure out a way to help out more people, but also not compromise the other things that are interesting to me in my life also? So it's like this, right? Yeah. So first off, when you reached out to me and now that we're having this conversation, it actually is an energy boost for me because mm-hmm. it like, thank you for the kind words and it makes me feel wanted. You know what I mean? Of so, course, bro. No. So that aside, man, okay. This is a long conversation and topic because there's so many variables to consider and so many things involved and the general path isn't a one size fits all. There's a lot of idiosyncrasies in play some of which you've already mentioned, uh, the parents, you know, being established there, their teachers moving is probably difficult, maybe not even an option to uh, the age of the player. So he's 11 at the moment. Yeah, he, he would be U11, but is playing up with Chicago Fire's top non-academy team at U12. So Fire's about to hire a new academy director yeah. in the next couple of weeks. And he very likely, as a 2012, will be brought on to the 2011 Academy team. Got it. Okay. So there's that. There are a whole host of things to be aware of when it comes to making a decision of going to like an MLS Academy or not going to MLS Academy that the general public doesn't really know. So there's pros and cons. On the pro side, obviously, the infrastructure is far better than just your youth club everywhere yeah, yeah. with respect to fields, with respect to resources, with, with respect to travel, with respect to maybe having opportunities to take the team overseas and be seen. And with respect to having a higher platform to be seen by maybe youth national team scouts, like there's a whole, there's a column of pros, but there is a column of cons also. Mm-hmm. And one of which it might be the most important one. So I'll say this one. Are you aware of what training compensation is? Training compensation no, 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 is no. solidarity payments? Okay. So or fee- solidarity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Solidarity. Yes, so, okay. So, so there's solidarity, but there's uh, this other thing that's kind of put together with solidarity, which is called training compensation. And essentially mm-hmm. what it is, is a FIFA bylaw that says, hey, if a player gets transferred from one country's federation to another club, from club to club, from one country to another, all his previous clubs are due training compensation, some fee, right? By the wiring club. And how much that fee is depends on how long a player has been at a certain club. So the picture looks something like this. Let's say a player has been at the Chicago Fire Academy since the age of 11, all the way to the age of 18. And then he's like, you know what? I want to go to Europe or I want to go play somewhere else. Well, now there's a price tag on that player's head. And that price tag, even though he's free and not under contract by the Chicago Fire or anybody else, there's still this intrinsic price tag. And so it's much more difficult for a club in Europe to say, ah, no problem. We got you. It doesn't matter that there's a half million dollar price tag on your head or a $300,000 price tag on your head. We'll acquire you anyways. That is a very high hurdle to overcome when when that player- When you have a local kid that might be just as good. Yeah, exactly. And when that player in question hasn't played a single minute of professional football, you see, and so your optionality, this is specifically worse here in the United States, the optionality that you have as a player in a family goes away. You are stuck. Mm. So you are essentially stuck at the Chicago fire. And if they choose to offer you something, you have no leverage. You have to accept whatever they can give you. And if you want to leave here, you're kind of screwed. Like, where are you going to go? Because it's the way MLS works. You can't pick up the phone and say, hey, uh, Seattle, you interested? Hey, Miami, you interested? LA, are you interested? No, because all the franchises work together under the one business that is MLS. So you are basically their property without ever having been under contract. So you have to be very careful when making this decision. Okay, so that's one thing to consider that's very important. The other thing that's interesting is even if you wanted to go down that path, you don't have to do it now. You can still get better and better and better not being in an MLS Academy until you're 14, 15 years of age or whatever. And then things are progressing as you see, and the kid still has that potential and desire you want. Great. Maybe you revisit. 
going to an MLS yeah. Academy at that point. Yeah. It's never too late, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing he's trying to figure out right now is pretty confident he's going to get a year early offer, not just an at age offer. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's interesting that the point you're making of like every year they're with that club is that much more that that club is going to get paid and makes it that much harder to leave that club. You know, and in Europe, it's like if you've got Owen, who's, you know, great little player, but you've probably got the next player that might be just as good as him. Why are you going to try to, unless he's actually a Brazilian kid that looks like to be a future phenom, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you're willing to do it. But like some U.S. kid, I mean, that's the problem is like, man, that's just so frustrating. So there's a, there's a guy here that is opening up a whole new facility here on the west side of Chicago, like an insane, insane indoor facility uh, connected with a bunch of not-for-profits and all this. And so he had a connection to LA Galaxy somehow because he was he moved from LA to Chicago to start this thing. He did this in LA somewhere. I don't remember what it was called. But um, so the LA Galaxy guy's like, hey, I just interacted with this kid Owen and his dad and this triad soccer thing, you should connect with them because they're out in Chicago. So he gave us a tour of the facility that they're still building. And so come to find out, he knows Greg Berhalter. And I'm like, bro, Greg Berhalter cares one ounce about local city kids developing. He needs to call me now, you know? And it's just like, but that's the frustration is like, I really think Chicago, it's so frustrating, bro. Cause it's like, the amount of like the kind of like streets tough life that could be developed actually world-class players is so open-ended here man and it's just like there's nothing the local mexican clubs are done trying to develop past really almost 11 or 12 because fire steals them all yeah, yeah. you know so it's like if you're one of the local mexican clubs it's like why even try? And so actually they don't even realize it, but we're seeing it now in their younger, that, that ripple effect of their disinterest, knowing that there's no open ecosystem yeah, is actually, they didn't realize, they don't know it now, but it's actually now being seen in their younger ages. And yeah. so now the kids that they used to develop from five years old to 13 years old, that was like actually pretty solid is not any, is almost trash anymore. Yeah. And it's like the local Mexican clubs are not developing good kids like they used to because there's no open ecosystem and they know the fire is going to take them all. And then fire, what do they have to offer? Mm -hmm. Cedric, that's the guy's name, Cedric something. He used to be a youth development guy at PSG. And it's like, there's just nothing. I mean, I have kids I used to coach when they were, you know, in middle school that are now in the, whatever the second division-ish thing that they've got going on, MLS Next or whatever it is. And they're just stuck there and they're just decent average players that could have been very good players, you know? And, and so it's just, I don't know where I fit into all that, honestly, because it's like, I feel like I'm one of the few people that see it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but my time is so, you know, minimal. So I'm bummed that I can't make a full-time gig of this, but then it comes back to like, Owen, oh, and it's like, man, how do I not let this kid get away? Because I really think, I really think he could be a special player, you know? Yeah. No, it was clear from the video. He has tools. He has tools to give him the potential to go quite far. What that means, I don't know, because there's still a long way to go. But at this yeah, point yeah, in yeah. time, at this point in time, there are tools there. There's no doubt about it. And now it's a matter of, yeah. Um, I mean, what's the best platform? Is it like, should we be doubling down on this triad yes. program that can yeah. take these kids to yeah. special places that they can't get with their other clubs? Yes. Or, I mean... I think, honestly, well, what you wrote in the email is that maybe starting your own club is not an option at the moment, but if there's any way at all that that can possibly be done, yeah. I think you should do that, man. I think you yeah, should yeah. do that for a whole host of reasons. And clearly, I see the enthusiasm in you. So it's like, man, if you want to do this work, uh, two, yeah. you're very articulate. You have, it, it sounds like you have everything required to actually launch yeah. it and run it and do it successfully and it, was that your team on the video or no was it your team that um, you yeah all the triad stuff was our team and again that's only one day a week bro yeah no we're not exactly. getting these kids like brian had his kids 
yeah, four days a week or whatever it is. We're right. getting kids one day a week on Sunday nights and right. trying to rewire their brains to say, and what we tell the kids is like, I don't even care about your feet anymore. Yeah. And I can't, I have you one day a week, so I can't care about your feet. All I care about is that you've got to see space and time. Yeah. You've got to see space and time. You've got to totally look. And so that's all we try to do is help these kids see the, the game of soccer in a completely radical different way. You know, and in, in my ideal case after hearing all this is if you can start a club and okay, maybe it's just two teams, this team and maybe one more team or whatever, if that's yeah, a yeah. possibility where they don't have a team minimum uh, to be a club, I have no idea how it works in yeah. Chicago or whatever, yeah, but yeah, here yeah, in yeah, yeah, California, yeah. they kind of impose certain rules. You have to have at least yeah, five I think teams. it's like three teams. So it's whatever. Doable. So if that's at all doable, dude, just dive head first. It's going to be a headache. It's going to be all this regulatory hurdle and finding fields and figuring out a budget. Yeah. Man, that would be the absolute best for this player, particularly at these ages, that they get this sort of attention and care because you go to another club. Yeah, even if he's the best player on the team, yeah, they care, but they're not going to care like you care. And they're not going to care yeah, like yeah. his yeah. dad cares. And they're not constantly going to be asking themselves, okay, but what else can we do? What else can we do? What else can we do? Yeah. You guys are going to be doing that. So if you can provide that between the ages of 11 and I don't know, 14 or 15 or something, and then kind of reassess and reevaluate because all of a sudden, no, you don't have a first team. No, maybe you don't have the resources to take them to a tournament in Barcelona or in Madrid or in, yeah. or in me. No, here's the thing, man. We could like, when it comes to funding, man, there's ways to figure that out. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, the problem is the, Fire have put such a monopoly on these parents to mm -hmm. think now, like we got academy, 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 academy. Yeah. And so it's like there was a former, so the fire just let go all of their academy staff. One of them, the, one of the scouts has another club that's, he's a Mexican guy, he has his own Mexican kind of side gig that my older son's now with, and I'm helping with that. But he was before he got let go. With, with Cedric and the whole shoot match, he was trying to get our 2012 team to not go to fire, mm -hmm. but to stay with this local Lockport club. But then the parents are all like, oh man, we're, you know, we're not going to make the academy. And, you know, they're like, if, if we go with you, how does that affect our, you know? And you got the, you know, I've got a kid that's a Bosnian family uh -huh. and they, you know, they're immigrants. So they don't like, they don't know. Yeah, and, and the fire can actually put fear in them. Sure. Because they're like, you know, Bosnia's great, but it's that's not Croatia. Yeah. You know, it's not Spain, it's not France, it's not Argentina. And so they're like just trying to be like, we gotta stay in the best thing. And it's like, so we had an opportunity for a, like a real short minute, literally just after Surf Cup, to say, like, let's just take all these kids and throw it under this other club. Uh, but Jason and I then had the fall season with the high school program and it's like, you know, we just can't do that right now. And, mm. and there's, so yeah, there's a lot of complications there. And some of it is honestly, genuinely, to be honest, my own, I have older kids. Mm. Right. And so trying to give them the best experience they can have, but yeah, that's this group. I, I don't know. So Maybe it's a no-go. It's a no-go having your own club. Is there a, is there a local club? Um, it's there? not a no-go, man. Yeah, there's a local club in Oak Park. And it's that, that is competitive? That could offer no, them? No. No. Okay, okay. No, so there's nothing. No. There's basically nothing. nothing. It's the Chicago Fire, or you're playing low-level stuff, basically? Yes, man. Because even the, the Mexican clubs that used to be really, really good, I'm just telling you, man, there's like, if we gave you film, like you saw some of our film, yeah. One day a week training. Yeah. And if I showed you film from these other clubs, you would think like they never trained these kids. Yeah. You know, and I think like from the film, now our film is clunky at times and of course, whatever, but it's like, it has a clear identity when you see the triad clips. Yeah. But I mean, these other clubs, they don't isn't have there, an identity. But isn't, isn't there like Chicago soccers and Chicago magic? Soccers, I, I'm just curious. Magic is done. Magic is done, bro. Okay. They it's been, been a while. FC United, they sold out to FC United and Bato, who ran all that, um, is now restart. He's like running a club version of it, but it's not academy. And it's like, 
I mean, it's it's nothing, bro. Like they is super mediocre at best. And soccer's man, I'm telling you, they throw the ball to the outside back and they don't have to do from there. Yeah. Heaven forbid the goalie touches the ball again. Yeah. But what you about know, but what about you being like the coach, right? It's like, hey, sh- club X, Y, or Z. I'm going. I have this team. I just need a, yeah. a club to play out of. Can we bring yeah, this yeah. team to your club? I, I don't know. Is that an option? I mean, in some ways, it would be probably. I just I hate the big club culture. Okay. Because it's just so restrictive. Totally. You know, totally. and I think like if I was gonna do something like go all in like that, I would want to figure out how to do it through triad. Got because it. I just want to have hundred percent access. Got and it. it's like and decision making. Totally. And totally. I actually coached the Chicago Magic for a couple of years with one of my boys. And like I went to that club thinking and this is early on in my coaching. I mean, I'd just been into you guys for two or three years. And I went into that thinking. I'm going to Chicago Magic. They're going to like really help me with coaching and they're going to teach me and I'm going to learn a ton. And I'm just saying this genuinely as humbly as I can. I was easily their best coach day one. Yeah. And the the local director there was like, oh man, you're doing these choreographies. I've never seen that. I'm like, what do you mean you've never seen that, bro? Like, (laughs) come on, man. Like, what do you do? And then I watched what they do and it's all random combos. Well, yeah, you know, it, but it's, it let the game be the best teacher sort of philosophy because yeah. they don't know how to coach. So if you don't know how to coach that, yeah. you adopt that philosophy and be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be coaching. You should just yeah. let the kids play. And it's the dumbest thing ever. Well, and the craziest thing, man, and this is going to sound so crazy, but I've worked at a church like almost all my career. Mm. And the crazy thing is like, that has actually helped me so much in coaching. Because I deal, we work in a diverse church, socioeconomically diverse, politically diverse, racially, ethnically diverse. And it's like, I deal with 60, 80 year olds. I deal with five year olds. And it's like that community has taught me how to bring people together under a common cause. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you get these college guys like coaching and they give them these really talented players, but they can't, they don't know. Like, I mean, this is the thing about the videos of Brian. It's like, Brian, and you know, like has a very focused, special gift of communication that people really underestimate in coaching. Because I think a lot of the guys that like went into possession soccer based on your stuff, I mean, maybe they're getting the ideas and they like it. But you've got to communicate it. Yeah, man. You've got to inspire 10-year-olds. Yeah, man. To like, shut the ass up and like, listen to me. Because, and like, I just told my 16-year-olds, I was coaching this Lockport Club last Thursday night, like, you know, telling them like, is this training to you going to be like a championship game? Mm -hmm. If it's not, if this training right now doesn't matter as much to you as the final minutes of a championship game, then like, I just need you to go back home. Yeah. Because they're like, well, well, you're not going to get any better. But say, gonna go through the but, but say it in a way that's appropriate and inspires the kid, yes. right? Instead, instead of the opposite. And yeah, I agree with you. You know, Brian's superpower, one of his superpowers is being able to do that, but with a broad array of ages and people, because he's yeah. done it with 10 year olds, with 13 year olds, with 16 year olds, with 19 year olds. Right. And because every one of those groups, um, requires different buttons to be pushed. You see completely different, but you don't speak to the the 18 year old, the same way you speak to the 12 year old, right? They need something else and he's got it, you know, and he's able to squeeze that orange uh, to the last, very last drop. He needs to come to Chicago. Ah. (laughs) Well, you know, as a matter yeah. of fact, well, this, I'm going to shoot something now at you out of the box. Um, I just thought about it because one of the concerns I heard from you, I think is, yeah, but the Chicago fire have like this monopoly. They have the story like this, the future is here. Like, what are you doing there? sort of thing. What if there was a three, four, three club there, um, and mm. we can do a good job of marketing it such that look at our track record. This is what we've done from age U9 all the way up to and including professionals. 
And the crop of players that we, you know, guide and mentor and coach, a huge percentage of them are professional soccer players here domestically mm. and in yeah, Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And by the way, more so than the Chicago Fire, who is a mm. billion dollar enterprise. If you look at the, let's look at the track record of Chicago Fire. How many homegrowns do they have? Where are they now? And where are they going? Great. You want to point to the goalkeeper who just got purchased by um, Chelsea? Whoop the freaking do. One. Yeah. One out of how many? And the jury's yeah. still out. Let's see how that all pans out. But it's one out of how many? Yeah. Well, it's not like there's this pot of gold at the end of the Chicago Fire Academy. No, and that's Mango. not fire. You, you, there you is a, yeah, there is a coach, Igor, and I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No. But he trains all these goalies. That's the only thing decent that's come out of Chicago is yeah. goalies. And there's a couple of them. And decent. Now world-class. Decent. But it's all him. It's not the club. It's this. He's actually, I think he's actually a legit coach. And he's making the most of what he has. But it's not the fire. It's yeah. fire got a decent goalie coach. And so that's the best products they have. Yeah. No, so anyways, something to noodle on, whether it's short-term, yeah, long-term, maybe 10 years, from, who knows? It's like, hey, man, you start the club over there, Jonathan. All good if you want to utilize the 343 branding, however it is that you want to utilize. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, can, and I can come over and jump in and, you know, tell the story, right? Craft a good story, a good website for your club because it'll be your club. I don't know, just something to think about because... If if the parents are all concerned about where's all this going, where's the future if I join this club? Well, here are the facts. This is yeah, what yeah. your future looks like. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. And and so Owen's dad, Jason, is the other guy, coach. He's the head coach of the high school team, and he's a very good coach and 100% what's like a great everything. And he's probably got actually more time and energy than I have. But the two of us are trying to figure out how to do it together. Got it. And um, he's a really good coach, man. And I, it would be interesting to think about that together. What's he? I mean, everyone, of, is he scared of me or something? I'm not. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I think he's more just like every dad is like over bias of their own kid. Mm. So he's like, you know, when some dad sends their video clip of their kid, it's like my kid's the best kid in the world. You know, like. He just wants to be like, you're the head coach of this 2012 team. You do this. And I told him, I said, put a clip together. I'm going to reach out to Gary because we got to figure out what to do with, with Owen. Yeah. You know, and um, no, he would love to hop on something like this. And, and I even think that's a really interesting, I mean, I think that's what we're trying to figure out is like, we do have a very small but meaningful imprint. I mean, the reality is people can't look past what we've done. Yeah. We've trained kids once a week and went and dominated some of the top youth tournaments in the country, you know? And it's like, if we had these kids four days a week, man, forget about it, bro. I mean, it would be interesting in the future. I mean, it'd be fun to get the four of us and Brian, like all just talking, like if we were really serious about what to do in Chicago, something like that, maybe you guys launched, like uh, maybe you guys came out here for a week and did like, clinics and and we it was like the launch of a club or something i mean because right. one of the things we talked about after service cup was like we can't just go to youth top youth tournaments anymore yeah because even if the finals is a good game like we're gonna play teams and win six to nothing seven to nothing eight to nothing to spend all this money totally so one of the things we talked about was trying to host an invite only local table-based tournament where it was basically like five or six teams and you played each team once and whoever won the top of the table won the tournament there's no quarterfinals semifinals finals it was literally just a table-based tournament mm -hmm. of the top teams and really all you cared about was not one actually at this level it was like that you got five incredible good, game. yeah. good games you know because you can't find five good games at any tournament you can find one maybe two but you can't find five good games at super copa at copa Reales, at yeah. surf cup and you know 
Well, one potential so, solution, one potential solution too. I don't know if you thought of it is playing up. Just jo- go to these tournaments and play up. Play your whole team up yeah. in each. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that we haven't done that at the national tournaments yet. So that would definitely be the next challenge for sure. So, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> Chicago is like just this amazing space for something beautiful. And it just is nothing, man. Are there fields available? Everything oh, dude, there's turf. There's turf fields all over the place, man. There's turf fields, artificial turf fields all over that we can figure out. I mean, some clubs have monopolies on some spaces, but this guy that if you look up intentional sports Chicago on Instagram or something like that, uh, this guy was from. He did some kind of sports facility in LA, and then is now trying to do something similar in Chicago. Andy, oh, I forget the guy's name. We met him. We met him. Andy McDermott, maybe Andy something. Um, but he did something like this as a business guy in California somewhere. But then got is doing it in Chicago now, and it's like he was all for like the pitch we made to him of like your facility should not be about one, you know, open to whoever. I said like we can like Jason and I because of our our experience can bring you the tops kids in chicago and so your facility as it relates to chicago should be about the top players coming to train here under us and they can be from any club wherever and this field is like an, it's an indoor field that's like fifa regulation and all that kind of stuff i mean it's they put the money into it so it's like there's some networking and resourcing that's possible there so and that would be year round and that's our biggest issue in chicago obviously right here. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. And it's getting there now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I appreciate yeah. the comment. No, no. Of course. Talk Any, forever. Anytime. No, as I said, it's a complicated situation. I wish it was more like it was out of the United States where, where the yeah. path is fairly well defined and it makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. the, cl- and the clubs overseas have a vested interest in making sure that they're sporting side of the business is as best as it possibly can be but here they don't have that business incentive because it doesn't matter whether the chicago fire do well do medium or do poor in the league it does not matter they're going to be there next year and the fans are still going to be there because they have no other option they have a monopoly and so who cares who cares who the academy director is who cares who the academy coaches are who cares if they win, if they lose, if they draw that much? They don't really care because it really doesn't matter, Jonathan. That's the issue that we're all fighting with. So they would rather hire a yes man that's not going to uh, yeah. you know, shake the branches or the trees very much and you know, pedal along. And then ha- yeah. and then say, hey, we're the only professional gig in town. If you want your kids to have a chance at professional soccer, there is no other gig in town. You got to come here. And yeah. lo and behold, they get everything. Basically. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that we talked about was like, we have one or two parents that are pretty wealthy in the program. And it was like what it looks like for us to be able to do European exposure. Right. Uh, And there's a guy here, I don't even know his name, but he actually grew up in the Real Madrid Youth Academy and obviously didn't make it to the top team. But like he was kind of, he, so he trains Owen individually. And he was kind of saying like, hey, man, if your triad team ever wants to go to Spain, he's like, I've got some connections where you could at least play friendlies, get to a meaningful tournament. And so that was one of the options we thought, talked about was like, if we just played ECNL or whatever, like little, you know, thing we can do, but then our trajectory was Europe. Yeah. And we get into these youth tournaments to try as much as we can get them exposure in Europe. But yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, obviously we've done that. We have experience with that and we can also facilitate that potentially at some point. So obviously let's just keep in touch, keep communicating, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, how, yeah, yeah. see how things are developing there, you know, keep me apprised. And if that is indeed something that you guys can afford, because obviously it's not cheap and are yeah. willing and are willing to do that, then, you know, on my end, you know, I'll throw out some feelers to, to our contacts in Europe and see what can okay. be done. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, man. All right, man. I mean, I really appreciate your time. Seriously.
I mean, no, it's, it's, of it's, course, it's just it's, pure, like pure gold, pure pleasure. Just finding people that, that understand. Work. And we want to do good work. We want to actually yeah. do good work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jason, lastly, thank you for letting me record. I, you know, try to take every opportunity I can to do that because I'll go through back our audio and our transcript and maybe write an article based on, you know, these sorts of things <laughs> yeah. or make little yeah. audiograms based on this sort of thing. But, um, you know, if you're not comfortable at all, just let me know and I'll go ahead and say, no, man, like we are at a place where like whatever you can use, if I said anything that's helpful in response to what you said, use whatever you can, man, in whatever platform you can, because we're, we're here to do the same thing you're trying to do, man. So you guys started it. You guys absolutely were pioneers for the rest of us and you guys gave us space for something to exist in the state we didn't know could exist. Mm. And when we tasted it, it was like, and saw it, it was like, that's it. That's what I'm on. And, um, so yeah, they're all like, nothing is private in our conversation. It's all public. Use it however you want. Thanks brother. I really appreciate that. Say hello to your friend. His name is Jason. Yeah. yeah Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say hello to him for me. Um, yeah, man. And keep going. Don't get demoralized, you know, <laughs> ups and downs. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, man, let's stay in touch. Peace, brother. Ciao. Have a good yeah, weekend. Same to you. Same to you. Ciao. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. A reminder for coaches, you can get both the free and premium coaching programs at 343coaching.com. Don't let anyone tell you your teams can't win by playing dominant possession-based football while also developing individual players to the highest levels. Nonsense. We've proved it at every single level and so have hundreds of serious member coaches across the country. Now that we've moved on to the pro level, we're delivering everything we've learned in the program. Don't wait and continue delaying getting on a proven path. And parents, 343masterclass.com is where you want to go to get a working compass for navigating the American soccer landscape with your player. It's pretty bad out there, but let our experience guide you. And if you're interested in a solution that blends both academics and soccer, there's even the opportunity to do this in Europe as well. To learn more, visit acceleratorschool.com. Until next time, cheers everyone and keep building.